0: Hey, good morning church family. It is Pastor Daryl coming to you well from my home. Um, If you've been tracking with us for the last couple of months anyways, you know that we've resumed our in-person gatherings and we've also tried to continue our online gatherings as well. And in order for us to do this, we um, pre-record all those in-person gatherings and we edit them throughout the week and then we view them the following Sunday. So this puts us a week behind regarding the content and so it's easter sunday it usually works until um you know you uh, r- arrive um uh, on easter sunday and realize well talking about the triumphal entry doesn't work uh for this day and rightfully so for obvious reasons we should be preaching the resurrection of jesus christ without a doubt and so here i am in my basement wanting to do such um, you know we've just spent the week uh, thinking and reading stories of Jesus's betrayal, of Jesus's arrest, of Jesus's uh, trial, of his beating, of his death, and now we've landed on a very victorious moment. Um, in the story, and that is Jesus' resurrection. And the implication of Jesus' resurrection and what it means for us who believe is astounding and staggering. And so it only makes sense to preach uh, the resurrection on Easter Sunday. And so I'm going to do just that. Uh, if you would, get your Bibles out to John chapter 11. We'll be vers- in verses 1 through 27. I'm going to move kind of quick because I realize I only have so much time to convey and to keep you listening here before you disengage. Now, uh, if I was to break down, um, you know, the heart of, And and, and the thing that I want to convey and convince you of the most in this sermon, in in like six or seven words, it would be this, is that things aren't over until Jesus says they're over. Things aren't over until Jesus says they're over. Now, those things could be anything. It it could be a failed marriage. It could be a diagnosis um, that the doctors have no medicine and no answer uh, or no cure. Uh, uh, It it could be... um, It could be a financial hardship that you've fallen on uh, or fallen into. It it could be a a relationship that has hit a hard patch. Whatever it is, those situations that that we faced where we don't know what to do, they leave us feeling rather uncertain, and and we don't know where the answer, and most importantly, don't know where the victory is going to come from. Those are the things that are not over until Jesus says they're over. Now, I don't think that there's a better uh, are a more fitting story than the story of John chapter 11 to convey this. But before I do, and before you think um, and, and conclude that maybe somehow I, I'm not joyous and, and happy about this time of the year, I am. Uh, um, not only is this a beautiful part of the gospel story, Jesus's resurrection, but this is a beautiful time of the year, right? The sun's out, the um, grass is growing, the trees are budding, Um, the days are longer winter seems to be passing and and so uh, not only is this a beautiful uh, story uh, of the gospel of Jesus's resurrection but this is a beautiful time of the year and with all that beauty it is easy to get caught up in the nostalgia of Easter Sunday, and and, and for all the right reasons and and purposes, we should be very excited about this time of the year and this story in the gospel. But but in all that excitement, we need not to lose the plot, the big picture of what the resurrection is and what the resurrection is not. Now, here, the resurrection is more than an event, friends. And I know that some of us have maybe just been drugged um, uh, by, uh, to church by a friend or, or by a loved one, by a mother, uh, or you just, you know, you haven't been to church for a while, or maybe maybe you only go to church Easter morning, uh, but irregardless, um, what we want to convey for those who are joining us Uh, 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 is that the resurrection is far more than a date we commemorate. It's far more than an event on the calendar that we celebrate once a year. It's a person. The resurrection is a person. And this is what Jesus proclaims of himself in the Gospel of John. Actually, all throughout the Gospel. And here he is proclaiming it to a woman who is currently grieving the loss of her brother. Now, if you're familiar with with the characters of John chapter 11, you know that Jesus loves these uh, siblings deeply. Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, they often pop up in the Gospels, and they're often um, mentioned as people of whom Jesus enjoyed, he loved, he frequently visited, and was caught hanging out, and, 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 and was caught with them. And uh, he loved these guys deeply. And John actually takes, like I think, Four times, just in this chapter alone, to convey that and convince us of just how much um, Jesus uh, loves these peeps and 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 the special place they hold in in, in the Messiah's heart. And um, unfortunately, uh, in 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 John chapter eleven verse one, Jesus um, catches the news from a messenger that um that that. The man, Lazarus, of whom he loved, had fallen ill and was sick. And uh, Jesus plays it cool. Um, It's actually surprising to me just how cool Jesus plays his hand and how he doesn't panic because this would be uh, totally different uh, than the way I react if if I hear a loved one or someone that I care about as sick um, would be. And so this is what we read in uh, verses 4 through 6. It says, but when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness, meaning he got the news of Lazarus being sick, Jesus' response was this, the illness does not lead to death. Okay, that makes sense. And he goes on to say, it is for the glory of God. So it's not for the purposes of death, but the glory of God, so that the Son of God might be glorified. Okay, so here's the situation. This is what's going on. This is why this thing is happening. And then we read on in verses 5 and 6. Now, Jesus loved Martha. There it is. It, Jesus loved Mary, and Jesus loved Lazarus. So there's one of the points of where John emphasizes the love that Jesus had for these characters these siblings and um in verse 6 we read this when Jesus heard that Lazarus was ill he stayed 2 days longer in the place where he was now Jesus wasn't in Bethany um he was about a 2 days journey from Bethany and um, we speculate that he's there because the people in the town of bethany want to kill jesus and his disciples they're not happy with jesus a lot of people aren't happy with jesus at this point in his ministry but jesus in his wisdom knows that it's not his time yet to be handed over to um uh to the the people uh and so he flees and probably lets the tension there uh calm a bit um but when he hears the news of lazarus illness he does something strange and something uh, that i don't think any one of us would do if we heard a, a friend of ours fell ill and was sick um now uh jesus waits an extra two days before doing anything uh Now, if that's me, I'm already making arrangements in my schedule. Uh, I'm emailing, calling, texting, uh, um, maybe booking uh, flights. I'm doing whatever I can in my power uh, to be around the people I love who are now grieving uh, the loss of the person we love. Um, But uh, Jesus doesn't. He's not panicked, and he's certainly not reacting to the situation uh, like we would. But yet he loves (laughs) uh, these people deeply. And so um, what does this mean? Uh, Well, what I can draw as a conclusion, at least at this stage in the story, is that things look bad and, and and I I would just say that even Jesus's reaction does not look all that good right I mean Jesus um, I don't don't I imagine Jesus knows this but when Jesus arrives to Bethany Lazarus would have already been dead for four days I mean so like there's time that is passing. Uh, and, and and then, of course, you have a situation where now the disciples are privy to the fact that Jesus is taking them back to Bethany, a place where, well, people want to kill him. Uh, so from the people who are now grieving the loss of a loved one and Jesus' disciples are, are are kind of like weirded out and, and, and probably even a little bit fearful for their lives, um, the situation looks pretty bleak. I mean, on all uh, fronts, right? I mean, it just looks kind of dire and, and and like jesus like where's the strategy here like what's going on um but yet the only takeaway that we can we can gleam from here and, and understanding that we can take with us is that uh, i believe is this is that the glory of god's son is far uh, more important than the the appearances of things or the way things look. And, and and if anybody's been tracking with God for a long time, you know that it's situations like this situation right here in John chapter 11 that are, are prime opportunities for God to be glorified, right? I mean, I've been walking with the Lord for, um, uh, you know, 20 plus years. And man, sometimes I get really frazzled with the way he works and the way he does things and sometimes the way he stalls, but yet when he brings that victory, oh man, my heart cherishes him and wants to glorify him. And um, and, and, and this is often the way God works. Uh, God uh, uh, does some of his best work, his best miracles, when circumstances seem to be at their worst, w- when things are bleak and hopeless and what s- might seem cruel and unkind, like god stalling uh, and, and, and his disciples kind of being weirded out that they 're actually going to be going back to a part of the, uh, Bethany where people want to kill them um, you know this is the, the this scenario these circumstances are mounting up uh, for a great 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 um, how how could I say uh this they're just they 're mounting up for people just to be absolutely amazed at the power of God and, and thus the result glorify Jesus um, and, and, and I, I imagine that this will be uh, taken several ways but this is what I want to conclude with this part of the story before we move on is that um, I believe God will take us, his people uh, people of faith right to the limit of what, what we can handle right to the very edge um strictly for the purposes of glorifying his son jesus um and right at that moment where we think we're going to crack and break emotionally or physically uh the pain becomes too intense god breaks through and um and brings forth that provision and that answer and that breakthrough and 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 as a result we are just find ourselves glorifying God and just amazed at the way he works and sharing those stories with others and those testimonies with others and so uh back to the story um after Jesus waits the two days um he finally heads to Bethany, and before getting to the place where Lazarus is buried, Martha goes out to meet him, and um, in verses 21 through 24, this exchange happens between Martha and Jesus. In in verse 21, it says that Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died, Uh, but even now I know that whatever you ask for from God, God will give you. You know, spoken rightly, Martha, uh, the conversation continues. Into uh, to this, Jesus says, Martha, your brother will rise again. And to that, Martha said, I know, in verse 24, I know he will rise again. In the resurrection on the last day, again, Martha speaks rightly. Um, but yet, I think this is a good example of someone who's treating the resurrection primarily as an event, um set for the future um and, and Jesus sees uh it it it, it, it uh, a lot different than Martha and, and possibly some of us today um, who are are, are here uh, a part of service or watching this online um Jesus uh, sees the resurrection as more than a, an event set for uh, the future an expectation that's of things to come um, Jesus sees it as a person himself and, and it's, it's not just a future expectation if I could say it, it is something of a present reality and, and all those who are gathered here in John 11 are going to um, partake of that present power, that ability that Jesus can come and, and um, resurrect um, uh, dead bodies, uh, dead things, uh, dead finances, dead marriages, uh, uh, dead situations, uh, uh, health uh, situations that have, have, have gone in the wrong directions. Jesus has the last word and things aren't over until he speaks. And certainly this is going to be one of those situations. It's not over until he Jesus says it's over um, here here's the thing it's it, it is one thing for us to um, see the future blessings and and, and the power will experiencing will experience excuse me during the resurrection but what about today what about the present victories that Christ wants to bring into our life. Is this not a situation and a scenario where this was the case? Um, uh, Martha was full of faith that Jesus would raise Lazarus on the last day. And and Jesus was saying, no, you can have faith that I am going to raise Lazarus now. We're not waiting, Mary, for the last day. We're doing it now. And and, and are we um, expectant, Uh, to receive resurrection power and and the life that Christ uh, has for us, the abundant life that Christ has for us today? Uh, uh, Do we believe that God has just... Um, as much power to resurrect um, dead circumstances and situations, uh, uh, and, and and marriages, and and health issues, and, and and financial situations. Do we believe that God can come in, into the heap of our ashes and our destruction and start to create by His power new life um, with resurrection power? So to speak do we do we believe that do we have faith for that today do do we do we see this as something of a present reality, or are we just uh, mainly just holding on for the future. And, and listen, uh, there's nothing wrong with um, placing your faith in the future promises of Christ, but we have to know that there is something present that Christ has for us. There's a victory that Christ wants to bring to us today, now. Uh, there's a, a word that God wants to speak. There's a provision that God has. Uh, God wants to uh lead us into victory on this side of eternity uh, just as much as he wants to lead us into victory on the other side and do we believe do we believe that do we believe uh, because I think in this sermon and with it being Resurrection Sunday that God is asking us a similar question uh, that he asked Martha and that is do you believe? Do you believe that um, I am the resurrection, and that I can bring forth uh, um, a, a present reality of, of resurrection power in this situation, in this circumstances, uh, in this circumstance, uh, in your brother's death? I can raise him now, and 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 listen. Martha had fully expected that her brother would be victorious over death. Um, at some point in verse 24, but Jesus corrected her, showing her that victory um, is as much a present reality as it is a future expectation. And, and I believe Jesus is convincing of convincing us of that today and even in this sermon and even in this moment and so i want to pray for those who have come to the edge of uh the rope the the the, i don't think it's the edge but the end is what i want to say And, and and they're holding on for dear life um and and um you have in holding on forgotten uh, that that Jesus has the last word. And even now, um, it wants to bring victory um, and and, and wants to uh, manifest his power in the midst of that circumstance, in the midst of that situation that feels hopeless, where you feel powerless. The truth is, you are powerless, uh, but he is powerful and he wants to breathe and bring resurrection life I believe even now into that situation, will you pray with me, Father? I thank you, Lord, that 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 Your power is not just reserved uh, and set aside for us, um, Lord. At the end of all days, as Martha said in her own words, but Lord, there is a present. Uh, power there is a power for today you have for us and I pray for all those who, who feel in the clutches of hopelessness and just like God where is this provision going to come from where is this victory and health going to come from? Where is uh, the reconciliation of my marriage uh, going to uh, come from, God? Where is it going to come from, Father? I pray now, God, that you would speak and that you would move with power, much like you did here in John chapter 11, Father. Would you do for those who feel um, uh, in the similar clutches that Martha felt and Mary felt and those who felt like it was over for Lazarus, God, would you do for them now what you did for your friends then in your son Jesus? Would you reveal your power in a profound way on Resurrection Sunday, God? This morning, God, we invite you to show yourself strong in the midst of our situations, in the midst of our circumstances that have gone wrong. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Church, listen, we love you, and we hope that this message blessed you, and have a great and glorious time celebrating Jesus today with friends and family. God bless.